Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Potty Mouth Garden Club. Yes, we are here again once again for another fun-filled gardening trip. So, a little few things there, if we can. If you want a question answered, we've now got a new system where if you put the capital Q in the comments before your question, then I can find it a lot easier. So, yes, do that, capital Q, and I can find it. Pop over to the comments and say hello, and we'll see who's in there as well. Another little bit of housekeeping is we aren't here at all next week. No, no, I'm going on my happy holidays and we're going to have like a little a little break from the, the pressure of live TV. That's what, that's what we're going to have. So, yes, let's bring them in. How are you doing, everyone? Hey! hey. Hello. hello, hello, hello. So, yes, we've got a fun, fun show. And I am actually going on night shift as well tonight as well. So, but I'll try to get as much beauty sleep as you can tell. I've had enough beauty sleep to keep us going for years. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll run the intro and we'll see you soon. <laughs> Yeah, so we're back again, and we'll put the, the crowd on there. I'll tell you what, we're bringing the old boy there, see how he's doing. <laughs> Stephen, always a pleasure, Hello. never a chore. How are we doing? 14 I'm degrees, right. 14 degrees in Cockermouth. It's, well, we're talking before you kind of came on that it's it's up and down. You're all over the place, and it's it's it's, knock, it's knocking you. It's knocking your gardening. <laughs> It is a bit. Uh, I did mention that my cabbages, really, I should be harvesting them now, but some of them aren't even hearting up yet. It's uh, ridiculous. Uh, everything is way, way behind. Can I just, um, show, you, can I, I just show you something, Stephen? Just... Oh, here we go. Oh, look at that. Oh, look at that. Oh, <gasps> oh man, cauliflowers oh. as well, man. Cauli Oops, that's oh. the, the kid. Oh. <laughs> Daisy's not there. <laughs> So, I imagine if there was someone like my son lying there or something just kind of chilling. So, you know what it is? I took your lead, because you mentioned a while ago about, and I thought it was a bit early, plant, planting cauliflowers. And I went, you know yeah. what, I'm going to do mine now. Because normally I was a bit, a bit later, but they always run the kind of seed and, you know, they fail. But I did it when you said... You know, on right. the show, one of the shows, I'm gonna this week. I'm gonna plant cauliflowers, and I went. You know what? I'll, I'll give it a go. Every one of them cauliflowers has got a. I mean, that one was these. Them two were kind of see that size head, but we're away next week, so I'm gonna miss the the full thing. But the cabbages are hearting up. Every what? Well. What are you doing wrong? <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing nothing. You can see it. It's up here. Oh, where is it? Just up here. Up here. Somewhere. 40. Up here. So do you think it's a lot That's to do right. with the weather? Is it just you're fighting Definitely. all the time? Definitely. Um, somebody in one of my comments to my video said that we're having a, a slow year, also a Cumbrian, you know, uh, and they've noticed. And I thought, I hadn't really thought about it. I just thought it was me behind, which I am a little bit myself. I am a little bit behind where I should be at this time of year. But, um, yeah, the weather's just not been, not been as good. And while the rest of the country's been baking, we've been under cloud. We have had some sunny days, but nothing consistent. And then look at that temperature. 
you know, it's ridiculous. Well, it's, it's funny because when, when I kind of start this up and I'm playing around, I'm 17 there now. What's JB? Hello, JB. We'll just we'll no, we'll no. come we'll come back to you, JB. But JB's seventeen, and we've got Audrey is twenty three. So mm-hmm. even God. it's it's like it's almost <laughs> like I was just saying it's like you struggle to germinate things at them cold temperatures, lad. Yeah, it's it's dodgy, and if it drops too much at night as well, then the tomatoes, which are all doing okay at the minute, um, they will they will take a knock as well and. You know that, that's the stuff in the polytunnels is about the only stuff that's really growing, apart from weeds. I've got tons of weeds, oh, no. and of course, at the minute with all the rain, I can't really get in to trim the the weeds down. So they're taking over some of the beds at the minute. It's well, a bit of a nightmare. It's funny, mind you, when you say that because my polytunnels probably at the moment, when when it get we've had some cooking hot days. That's the one place where it's the Achilles heel. It's just red hot in there. And, I, yeah. you know, I'm doing the fertigation feed. And if I wasn't, I'm sure some of them would just knock. You know, that I go in yeah. and, the, and the kind of leaves are curled, you can just tell. And I can't get any more, like, wind, air through. It's just both doors are open. Right. You have to put that. You know, you've got one of the, the, the polytunnel where you can put the side on and open. Yeah. That's what I would need to do. You know what I mean? That kind of to, to somehow manage that but there's we've had some red hot days and enough to kind of wow. just stay inside do you know what i mean and, I, and it's nowhere near like the temperatures audrey gets as well but i must just be like not used to it but audrey it, it, oh, go on steve go on yeah i was just going to say i mean you joked with me for the last couple of years that it gets quite baltic over here in in the winter and I've been quietly laughing to myself because the last few the last few years we've had really mild winters. The summers have been brilliant, and I'm thinking I'm keeping this a secret because if people know the Lake District, the weather's nice, we'll get far too many tourists up in, and we won't be able to move. Uh, <laughs> so I've just been laughing to myself. I think fine, that's okay. You you think that way if you want to. The weather's great, but this year now it's dire. Right, bloody hell, oh, Audrey. You've got a lovely yep. twenty, a balmy twenty-three at the moment. What time you got there, Audrey? Just because we uh, are seven we're, o'clock. We're just after two o'clock in the afternoon. Right, right. Well, that's a nice twenty-three. Is yeah. nice, isn't it? Nice just to kind of sit with a nice cool drink. Well, if you're in the shade, if you're in the sun right now, it feels a lot hotter than twenty-three. Right, right. Mm. Are you still um, things still bolting? I hope. <laughs> are you still holding? Bolting. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yes, uh, that's actually going to be uh, what I'm going to talk about as my tip for this week. But, oh, right, right. Well, it's uh, funny. Yeah, weather has been insane. I've got, Audrey, I just, um, I'll just see if I can put on the screen share there. This is your like site, and I was fascinated, mind you, because I don't see any bolt in there. We're, we're actually we're doing some well, radish. I let, the, keep a lot I let the radish bolt. Right, I've, I've never seen that in like radish, like seed pods. You're seeing yeah. the harvest them as well, but if yes. I just, I'll just um, play a little bit. Salads. Look at them. Now here's oh. the beauty of these things. You know, a radish is a one-off kind of vegetable. Well, this was from like three French radishes that I let go to seed. Three and radishes, gosh, I know. Yeah. So and we got. Is that is that, is that a new thing you've discovered, Audrey? Is it radish seed pods? Or no, is it... I used to, you know, I used to 
like in the garden that used to be a snack in the garden you could just pop off a radish seed if something went to um if it's something bolted uh but now i'm trying to dehydrate them because i think they might work in a salad like in the winter wow right so what would the what would the come what would the come out dehydrated then like just dried crisps almost or i'm gonna i'm gonna chop them uh into like one inch pieces and dehydrate them and see if because they taste like radish so i'm thinking if i can make them shelf stable then i can have radishes all winter and they're gonna be lovely well i also want to just show you as well audrey because yo sit look at this there's no bolt in oh. there. You've got... I don't, no, my turnips this year were spectacular. I don't know how many you got as well, but what are you going to do with all them? Do you know what I mean? It's just, uh, I'm cooking them partially enjoy. and freezing them. All and right, then, right. So you cook them part way, and then at the end, when you thaw them, you blast them, and they come out lovely caramelized turnips. <sighs> so, yeah, I have, I'm have starting to post recipes on my website for this stuff. So... That's a, another resource if people want to use that. Lovely. Well, don't forget as well, I actually did. We have got a food channel on there now as well, our Discord. So do pop over to our Discord channel. I was even putting me salads on there and showing me salads. And actually, it was JB mentioned that it should be opened up because I was saying, show us your salad. But JB, you said it should be kind of all sorts to like yeah. open yeah. up there. Yeah, you know what I mean? So it was a good yeah. idea that. We so made, yeah. we made a boatload of garlic skate pesto and onion top pesto yesterday so maybe i could i'll post a little bit of that oh that. lovely 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 yeah they're delicious delicious jb i've noticed now you know what i mean i'll just um swap it over there that uh you oh, no no it's, it's, no 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 it's not, i've just noticed <laughs> the last it's been four weeks since you've been i know i know yeah, it's been what's, ages. What's, and now i know your, your dad's kind of has time just been taken up constantly with pop yeah basically yeah i mean basically that it's just been one of those times where um there's lots of drama there's lots of um you know it's a difficult time um and I've still been able to sort of get up the allotment and finding it really helpful um, at the moment as well, like finding time to get down there. There's normally like at least one time in my growing year where everything all goes a bit wrong. Everything comes off the rails. Life gets in the way. <laughs> videos stop getting made. Um, and normally when that happens, like the allotment's kind of abandoned, you know, <laughs> like it's all, it's all going wrong. But this time I've sort of been more on top of the allotment and I'm I'm finding it really helpful, you know, for my own mental health kind of thing um, to get down. Brilliant. But I've just not been quite in the right frame of mind to, to be doing videos. It's not so much the filming, but it's the, you know, having to come away and dedicate a few evenings to the edit. Because as you guys know, my, yeah. <laughs> we have slightly different editing styles when it comes to videos. And I, I wish I could make them as quick as you guys. Well, it's funny. Um, I, that's, I remember yeah. that. We, we we did have that chat with me and Steve. We're just yeah, like, kind of yeah. dumbfounded how much hard work goes into one of your videos. It's... And it's almost like we're embarrassed to say, like, we just press record. That's it. Next. No, you know, it's good. So... <laughs> yeah, mine's, I'm sort of, perfectionist is the wrong word. But, you know, I, I put a lot of time and effort. Um, most of my like tour videos, um, I did film one on Friday actually, um, which was quite helpful for me again. And it was good because I like, I love making videos because it, you, you have to, it like you see your own plot through different eyes again, you know, yes. because you're just showing people around, 
you get so used to seeing the same stuff every time and it kind of makes you stop and take a breath and appreciate stuff it's one of my favorite things but are you still um are you getting as good enough the veg as that GB? Absolutely not. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> when did you when did you sow and plant most of those brassicas? Oh, d- now bloody hell, um, Steve. When did Ish. you tell when to plant the the, 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 the cauliflower? <laughs> it was early on. Do you know what I mean? It was it was early. early it was earlier earlier than what I would have thought. To be honest, I mean, re- really, yeah. cauliflowers. Cauliflowers don't like heat, so they really need to be done in the growing cycle, sort of. Um, God, as early as January is not too early for cauliflower. January, February, get them in, get them out before summer hits. Well, I, I don't think it was. Autumn. I don't think it was January, but it was certainly way earlier than what I thought. But it, it works. Do you know what I mean? Because I would have been a little bit later, and because you normally think it's too. You know what I mean? It's too it's too cold. What's gonna but no, they've come yeah. they've come and they've come so good so quickly. You know what I mean? The, the last time I was looking, I was like, oh they're, they're there, they're there. Then the next time you pop up, oh bloody hell, you know what I mean? <laughs> so nice. I was really late with my brassicas. Um they I started most of them in kind of March and the compost they were in was really naff. Um and it got to you know, the start of April, like a month on, and they were still just like just starting to get their first tree leaves. Yeah. And it wasn't until someone in the comments went, you might want to check your compost, JV. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, I potted them on into something different and they all started flourishing. But they've most of them yeah. have only just gone out into the bed now. Um, That's going to be a problem yeah. from next year as well. Oh, no, dude, here he goes with his bloody <laughs> compost. Bloody It'll be all right. It's all doom and gloom. It's not, man. Be yeah. fine. You'll be all right, man. You'll be good. Oh, I'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> Would you? What? What's your um, your compost? That is it coming good in the end? The rocket fuel stuff. It's it's doing all right. Um, I've got the rocket fuel that I bought from a a farm down south somewhere. I can't remember off the top of my head where it's at. So that's uh, the the waste from an anaerobic digester. And they blend it with something else. Looks like wood fibers and and stuff, but that's not too bad. The stuff I got locally again is not too bad. Just slightly less of a quality than the stuff I bought. But of course, the the stuff that I got for free was free. So that's can't complain there. Yeah, can't complain there. No, Audrey, I've, I've had this note on my my kind of notes for a while there because I wanted to talk about. You mentioned as well vertical gardening. Yes. Now, do you do any of that? Because I'm interested in doing some, but never kind of the, the nearest. The nearest I get to it, I think once was I bought one of these matte sack things that have about ninety little cotton canvas plant pots mm-hmm. hanging, and you hang it on a wall. Oh. That's oh, the nearest. Yeah, that, do you know what I'm on yeah. about? Yes. Yeah, that would be a nightmare to keep. Wet. I know, like I know, water. I know. Oh, that would be so, so I didn't actually, I didn't bother with it to be honest. It was one of the yeah, early no, I years. Do a lot of, I do a lot of vertical. So, uh, how do, I, how I do you do it? Up the back of my garage, um, up strings right up the back of the garage. I uh, use a lot of trellises. I think I have about 13 trellises, wow. a couple like cattle panel hoops that are taking my cauliflower and some of my squash. Uh, I grow squash vertically. That's 
mainly when I grow up the uh, trellises, I have a couple vertical planters. So how um, do you how do you like say a squash then, Audrey? How do you manage the fruit on a squash vertical? Are you, well, are you, are you tying it somewhere and just letting it? Yes, I get little um, net bags, and I tie them right to the trellis, and so that holds the squash, and then the vine just continues to grow. Like once they're pollinated, and I can see the little fruit growing. I put a bag around it just so I know there's a fruit there. But as it gets larger, I tie it right to the trellis. And that works too for my hoops because they, they I grow um, squash over the top of the hoops too. And you just tie them. Now I have to bring my husband in because he's tall and he can tie him to the hoop. But um, yeah, it works great. And right. that way they also don't fall. Sometimes a melon or a squash will fall if you don't catch it at the right time. You let it go a little too long that that stem gives right and after all that work you see oh. it sitting there broken you know and the squirrel looking at you like thanks uh, yeah so it also keeps it from falling because i know yeah, no. steve how was your because you built the the trellis of all trellises i think it was the climb oh, the yeah. uh, climb the cumbrian hills that thing there how is it going because you did put <laughs> sweet peas down there which I wouldn't I have done, to be honest. I would have put beans there straight away to, to get in. But how how how's things doing with that? It's brilliant. It really oh, is. oh, you're frozen, Stephen. Frozen again. I'll I'll come back in a minute when right. you're on uh, somebody else. But yeah, the the sweet pea frame itself is brilliant. I'll uh, I'll ask JB about vertical because I don't know if JB actually has done any vertical growing there, JB or not or. Uh, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I've never had any um, proper structures. Um, I've kind of dabbled with a bit of just makeshift like, twine and bamboo. <laughs> it's about well, as that, uh, best you'll get yeah. out of me. Um, and I've done lots of things like cucumbers are good. Um, they're ones I tend to trail up. I've always been a bit... The main squash I grow is butternut. Right. They're the best. Um, and I'm always a bit too worried about trying to put those up something because of the weight of a butternut squash you know they're big they're big boys um so unless you're you know really attentive and you've got like tights or whatever you know to support them i just worry as well bamboo canes can only take a certain amount of weight um but there i don't think there's too many things that i grow that would really benefit from it i've tried to um well this year first time actually trying peas they're obviously vertical as well um and that's sort of been a mixed success i think the mo <laughs> the i did most... make Go on, sorry, sorry go on, no, by all means. I did make a little um, pea structure as well out of um, old, like, ash, bits of ash tree that I'd cut. Um, and that's quite nice. That looks quite nice. I, I like think, the, well, the, like you're saying, the, the most I've done is just, like, the, the, the bamboo wigwam for the peas. But I noticed, mm -hmm. like, say, Steve built this thing that just was, you know what I mean? It was just, a, it would have been a danger if it <laughs> fell when you were actually building the thing, Steve. What, how is it going, that? Uh, oh, it's over the companion beds. Not going as well as I planned because I, I've got a um, couple of saucer plants that I wanted it to, it's a climber. I wanted it to grow up and over the top and down the other side, really. So it would be bathed in flowers. It's growing, but because of the weather, it's not growing very well. So next year, I'll do the same thing again, but uh, might try a few other, a few other plants, Black Eyed Susan or something like that, you know. What about... 
because Fletcher Babe's asking, yeah, Steve, uh, vertical god can be done with any vine plants. Are you, I've failed with cucumbers. I just can't, well, I grow them outside. They're all right growing inside up a, up a vine or, or a string. Yeah. Do you ever grow cum, cucumbers outside or out like that? I've actually got some to plant and they've actually been sat outside for about three or four weeks now, I think, uh, waiting for a space or waiting for me to get off my bum and go and plant them. But I've got some which I'm going to grow this year and I think they're market more. I think they're a normal mm. sort of field cucumber. And will, will they be all right? Because I'm just guessing they're coming through. The roots are coming through now. Are they getting, not getting a little bit pot-bound? Uh, well, they're in those... Um, really sturdy trays that we've got from uh, container wise big hole in the bottom so when i pick them up i'll pick up a lump of soil with them as well they'll be they'll be rooted through the containers into the bed underneath they're sat on a bed outside <laughs> well it's um i just just seen the field it kind of grow it gets mildew and they just don't and and yet mm. 30 foot away in the polytunnel they're fine do you know what i mean I'm, i've got um cucumbers there now that i'm kind of picking off you know i'm not going to say left right and center but i'm sure probably more than the old fellow i mean it could it could really be because you you pack a lot of plants into your garden because you're you're fairly smallish space to grow outside you tend to pack a lot more plants in whereas because i've got like a football field as you say i've got all this bed space <laughs> i tend to plant things further and further apart Aye. That that well, I think did we talk about that once before with that program? You know, you can kind of you can buy that program each year in like winter. You kind of mark out your garden with it. I forget what the actual program on online's called. And yeah. my raised beds, I could have probably you know one of my biggest ones. I could probably have three, according to them, three cabbages in where I've got probably got about <laughs> eight. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so even your beds, Steve, are, are huge. Do you know what I mean? So you. Yeah. You should be able to kind of grow a cauliflower. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, pal. <laughs> surely, eh? surely. At least I know where there are some and where someone's going away next week. <laughs> <laughs> right. Let's have a look. Let's see if we've got some questions there. Stephen Holmes, first time growing Crimson Crush, lovely tomato. And my results are great. Can I save the seeds as they are expensive? Now, Stephen, that's something I'm not aware. I, don't, I really don't know. Audrey, is that something? Crimson Crush tomato, is that something you know about? Can you save them seeds? I have or? never grown a Crimson Crush. I have no idea. Now, I know they say that the, the perfect outside, the, the, or Steve's shaking his head there. Because <laughs> I had a great crop outside. I think oh, the flight. Are you throwing that at me, Steve? Because I've never grown one. All oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> the blight resistant and everything. You know what I mean? And the flavors lovely as well. So, can we not uh, save them seeds, Steve? No. The problem is they're an F one, and if you save oh, them what? next year, they're they become an F two and then an F three. If you breed in new varieties, that's how you breed them. You breed them down the F charts and until they become stable. Um, but really, going from an F one to an F two, what that means is that your seeds will be F two next year, and you might not necessarily get Crimson Crush next year. It could be yeah. more of the mother plant that made the F one, the Crimson Crush, or more of the father plants, or it could be something completely different. So you never really know 
know that's why you buy Crimson Crush F1 new seeds every year. And it's cheap. If you want more plants, just do what I do. Take the side shoots off and plant them. You get brilliant results. It seems, Stephen, mind you, I think you've just started a little craze there with this side shoot propagation. Yeah, I know, it's everywhere. Everyone's doing it, <laughs> you know what I mean? And to be honest, I'm doing it to try and say, look at it, it's not working. Why is it? But every time I put a <laughs> tomato in, it's a way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, I'm doing it to the point now, Steve, where I'm doing it on, like, as, as hard a life that tomato can have do you know what I mean? Without any love, without any care, just stick in the soil. I know he's wrong. And the book has it, like you say, a couple of, <laughs> a couple of days, it'll wilt. And then it's just like, and you think, God, it's away again. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I've got about, I'm going to say now, eight tomatoes, you know, like, and what you mentioned as well was like, the trusses are dead low down. So it's it's like almost, yeah, they're you almost an better than, uh, they're almost better than the, and the vigour in those plants is so much better. I mean, I don't like to plug on here. It's not the right way to do it. But my video today, I show the Crimson Crush side shoe plants that I took. And from the moment I picked them off the plants and put them in the soil, it's exactly one month and one day. And you should see these plants now. Some of them are like over a foot and a half tall now, and they're raging away. They're absolutely stunning. Really, really good. It almost, Steve, when you think about it, because we're always, and it's a hard thing for me anyway to, to not be so impatient, but to cut out the February, March time for soon, because you can seem to be like, get away with it now. You know, yeah. it's, yeah, so a few, I guess so, six tomorrows in March. You know what I mean? If anyone wants to try that, bring them on, then just well, take every side shoot and you've got as many as you yeah. Well, I've been oh, telling you that for years, haven't I? Oh, I know, I know, and um, I've ignored you, and now you know what I mean. Tried it, but I've noticed there's quite a few. I, I noticed Eli and Kate; they're doing it now as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, oh, look at that! Hi. <laughs> can you can you tell who's can you tell who's in this? JB, I know you haven't been doing, but have you tried that before? Taking the side shoots off? Yeah. I haven't done it this year, um, and I do you know last year I didn't grow any tomatoes at all um, because I just dedicated. Well, I'm not surprised. Do you know what I mean? I'm just kind of you know, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's a chilly fest. But first year, first year I did, and I grew a load of um, tomatoes outside from side shoots. You know, because I was like, well, I didn't really want to waste them. And I had a little bit of space kicking around. And yeah, they were good plants. You know, they were they were very yeah. good plants. I was surprised. It's just it always <laughs> blows me away how quickly tomatoes grow. It is they're just like on rocket fuel, uh -huh. you know, especially when I'm so used to growing chili peppers, <laughs> which you start in January and you baby them yeah. and baby them, and then like at the start of April they're just starting to look like actual plants. <laughs> you chuck a tomato seed in the ground and it's bigger than your like oh, one, uh... one month old chili pepper in like a few weeks. It's just rude. <laughs> they like they like those plants from uh, the little shop of horrors, aren't they? They just come out and say, "Feed me!" And they're, up, well, and they're off and running. Well, it's amazing, like you say, when we're, we're getting to March, and we're all a bit like kind of panicky about getting the tomato seeds soon. No, you know what I mean. It's I did mine right at the end, 29th of March. Right, I saved mine. Oh, I think, and there um, may be a little see, bit think, behind some of the others that I've seen. I haven't got any right think, fruit uh, yet. Sorry, JB, I didn't mean to talk over you there. Um, no, I think I'd, I'd 
planted my uh, crimson crush in March, and you were talking, Tony, about you know how late could you sow them, and I said all the way up until May, and you said no, they just wouldn't ripen, they won't ripen, and then Audrey sent me some seeds very kindly. I sowed them, planted them, and those things are four foot tall now. Oh, I know, all right, uh huh, uh huh. So. I think it's a bit of uh, for myself a bit of humble pie. I think I don't mind admitting. You know what I, mean? <laughs> I noticed you didn't have a hat on. <laughs> Audrey, is it the same case for you over there? Because I know your weather is just like totally different. Where it's like cold, cold, cold. Three days normal, red hot, red hot. How do you kind yeah. of plan your tomato growing season? Uh, I typically start them mid to late March and get them in as soon as my nighttime temps are warm enough. Uh, but that's about it. I, I wish I had room to try the side shoots. Uh, I just don't have a football field like Steve. So I have to limit <laughs> myself to like 35 tomato plants. <laughs> 35. JB, how many that's tomato plants you've got going? How many tomato plants you've got going? It's a four. Four <laughs> plants. We're doing the four, four system. Plant. We're doing the four system, yeah. How, yeah. Steve, how many have you got, to be honest? Um, I've got about 20 in the main tunnel. Um, four, eight, 12, 16. There's about another 25 in the, in the test tunnel, and all that's for testing. And I've got about another 25 side shoot plants, <laughs> which I'm planting at the end of this week. And that's again all for another test. So <laughs> I hate testing. And how many See, did you? How many did you see JP you had? Literally four. 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 <laughs> four. Are you on the wrong show? You... <laughs> you know um, when I get that second well, greenhouse, I'll definitely have a few more tomatoes. Right. I, oh, that's, I forgot all about that. You've got that to, to, to put up. Yeah. Yeah. Thirty-six it's doesn't even sound like a nod compared to Steve's. Come on. Yeah. Oh, I know. I know. I know. Let me just see. I've seen a great question here from Major the Dog. How important is adding blood fish and bone? As a vegetarian, I only use add compost for the heap. I only use like compost from the heap. Any alternatives can you suggest that aren't animal based? Now, GB, is that something you know about? Uh, it's an interesting question. I'm trying to think of. Um, I'm not sure if you you can get any kind of solid fertilizers that aren't that are kind of both organic and can be applied in the same way as blood, fish, and bone. There's lots of artificial stuff, you know, like um, the what's that blue stuff that you get? Um, grow. Oh, oh the grow. Yes, grow more. Yes, miracle grow. Yeah, miracle yeah, yeah. grow. Um, but Crazy. if you if if it's a question about kind of ethics and you're trying to source stuff from like really um responsible places most of that kind of that blue stuff that that general npk normally that does have quite a kind of environmental cost you know because it's kind of like mined out the ground um a lot of it comes from russia which is one of the reasons that um like there's a big crisis in um farming at the moment because of the fertilizer prices going crazy um so you've got like a lot of the greenhouses at the moment are just empty because they can't afford the fertilizer to make it economical that's slightly off topic isn't it but um interesting so um from <laughs> i think if you're just doing it as a like an organic vegetarian thing then i think probably 
the, all you can really do is your own your own compost and you know making the nettle teas making comfrey tea that kind of stuff it's you know? when you you know when you kind of have a good thing about it i know we kind of like meat eaters and that but when you it's in the names in the title bloodfish bone it's a hideous thing yeah. to think about what you, <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean you know you think oh geez I'm a bit like a bit queasy do you know what I mean? Like I say, I, yeah. I've never. My wife's been vegetarian since she was twelve year old. Do you know what I mean? So, but it's something you kind of. It's a given on a on a on an allotment. You know, Steve. What's what's your thoughts? Well, I was just thinking. Actually, it was making me think there when you mentioned the blood, fish, and bone. Because again, I mentioned on the video today that when I was sort of in, back in the nineteen seventies, you could walk into many hardware stores and you could go and buy four ounces of blood meal or a pound of fish meal or, or whatever you wanted, but all the fertilizers were separate in bags and you took them home and you blended what you want for that particular plant. And I don't see any reason why you can't do the same, but using more natural ingredients. As, as JB was saying there, make nettle tea for nitrogen, make comfrey tea for the uh, potassium parts of, um, of, of your feed. I'm not sure what you do for your phosphorus on, um, I'd have to put some thought into that. But there are plenty of options. I mean, if you want a, a feed or a compost that's vegetarian-based vegetarian or vegan-based, go out and mow somebody else's lawn and collect that and use that. Yeah. You might have to work a bit harder, but there are certainly ways around it. It's all down to how much effort you want to put into it. But as, again, JB was saying there about the the chemical stuff that you can buy. That can be in, inorganic uh, as such, but can be too high up on the chemicals and salts as well. And the other stuff that's got the organic stuff in, it will have some trace somewhere along the way of fish blood and bone. It's, it's kind of a base fertilizer in most of them. So it's difficult, but if you want to put the work in, you can do it, but you will have to put a bit of extra work in and you'll feel better for it at the end of the day as well. Steve or everyone, what what about um, substituting like the, the seaweed extract? Is that you know what I mean? Is that any better yeah. or good or will that would that help? Oh God, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah Seaweed's I brilliant. I mean, that's got trace elements in as well. So if you can get hold of that, that's probably your best bet. Yeah. Audrey, it's not good if you're in the middle of Birmingham. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Audrey, I guess this is has this crossed your mind before? Like, or even just to the point of like what you're actually putting in your soil. Are you like? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I actually have my first comfrey plant that uh, hey. is going this week because I thought, why am I not using other plants to grow my plants? Right, yeah. if I can do that. Uh, and I try to buy organic fertilizers. Actually, that's the only thing I do buy. Um, even my uh, cow mag is organic. It's not, I mean, it's a good quality. Um, but I think, I think between seaweed and maybe comfrey, and I think potassium you can get, uh, not potassium, phosphate, I think you can get from rocks. Isn't there a rock phosphate? Um, anyway, I think there are ways, but I would honestly Google it because I think the vegan vegetarian community has grown so much in the last five to 10 years. I know there would be products from very um, reputable companies that would offer you a vegan or a vegetarian choice. 
Steve, you did mention about you've got this big bag of, of some sort of, is it rock salt or some sort of rock, crushed down rock? Rock dust. Yeah. Rock what, dust, what, yeah. What, what's that? That's, um, that comes from Scotland, uh, and it's basically quarry waste almost, um, but it's full of trace elements. Now, the theory mm. is with rock dust, you know when you've broken a pebble that's been in a stream, if you've ever done that, it's very dark in the centre, but the outer layer is, is kind of white. That's the rock that's dissolving and over time makes the pebble round. But those bits of rock have got the trace elements in that your soil needs, and the idea is with the rock dust, it's there in more proportions and sinks down through your soil to make your soil better overall for a number of years. The school's out on it. I mean, there are two camps of these people. There are people who think it's, you know, snake oil, and there are people who have done some reasonable tests on it, and it has worked for them. I happen to be in the camp where I believe it works on the tests that I've done. So. And is it just a, like a, a powder? Is that all it is, like a pow- like a bag of powder, or do you feel grit, some sort of grit with it? Or it, it's like a, it's almost like a sharp sand with some bits of gravel in it. So some of the bits might be a quarter of an inch big, but the majority of it is a, a very very fine powder, and you just dig it into your soil. And I did some quite wondrous tests with it a few years ago, which astounded me and convinced me enough that. Um, the next year, I bought a big bag of it, and I've done my whole garden with it now. So, and would it not? Um, would it not? I'm just trying to think off the off the cuff here, Steve. Just um, like the little, because I'm just a little bit paranoid. Like stones in the garden, would you not get like see uh, bits of grit or bits of sharp stuff in your carrots as they grow? Anything like that? Well, you got bits of grit in your soil already, Tony. It's already there. But if it it works, I suppose, if it's, you know what I mean? And you're in the camp that says it works. Yeah, I I think you've got to... It's a difficult one. I mean, there are some very respectable gardeners on YouTube. One or two of them might even be watching now, I don't know. I know one of them did a test, and he wasn't happy with it at all. He wasn't happy with the results. I wasn't happy with the way he said about it. But I respect him heavily for what he does do for gardening and how good a gardener he is. But I can only put that down. The only thing I conclusion I got from that was that he hadn't done the test as thoroughly as I had or hadn't Nobody done. Stephen, nobody does his tests as thoroughly as you, lad. Of course they do. Of course they do. You are Mr. Test. <laughs> I, I couldn't figure any reason because I know this guy was such a good gardener and I was surprised that he got the results that he he did. And, um, you know, but I know there are two camps. If you look, if you Google it about rock dust and you will find a lot of this information out there, there are people out there who says it is no good. And there are people out there like me who said, well, I used it and it worked for me. I don't know what else to say about it. Audrey, have you heard about this rock dust? Have you got it over there in America? or I've heard about it. I have not. Um, added it to my soil or used it, so I can't really, can't really comment. No, I haven't. I haven't heard. Well, I heard like say when Steve mentioned it, it was a, quite a bizarre kind of concept. But hey, it, 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 the way you explain it, though, Steve, it kind of makes perfect sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're putting the base minerals from the base product of the earth back into your garden. Why wouldn't it work? You know. Well, the thing I'd done was I'd. 
when I first used it, I was given this bag because a, a friend of mine, a plot neighbour, had been given this bag by a doctor who had left the village. So he said, I don't know what to do with it. Do you want it? I said, I'll have it. I'll chuck it on my bed. So I wasn't bothered. So I chucked it over this area and then just left it. I think I planted peas and beans, didn't notice anything special. And then after that, I put in some leeks. Now, it was really odd because I put the rosa leeks transverse to the area where I'd put the rock dust in. So half the leeks were in the rock dust and half the leeks weren't. The ones in the rock dust were almost twice the size and they seemed to last better in the ground and they seemed to taste better. And I couldn't figure out why this was happening. And then I looked back on my photographs and I thought, ah, it could be the rock dust. So the next year we bought a bag and I did the same sort of thing, but only with potatoes this time. My potatoes in the rock dust were a third bigger than the ones not in the rock dust. And again, they stored a lot better. So I've used it since then as well. And but they, you, were, they were the two things that convinced me that there was something to it, whatever it is. I'm not mm -hmm. a scientist. I just do tests, you know. Well, I think that's answered that question thoroughly. You know what I mean? Like seaweed and, <laughs> and rock dust. And there is things <laughs> yeah. out there. Yeah, you know what I mean? Oh, okay. Yeah, there is. Yeah, so, I mean, we all kind of do kind of fall on the, like the bloodfish and bone. But I guess what, oh, what you said, yeah. Steve, there, if you work a little bit harder... Where do you get the rock the rock dust from? Just can you order it on Amazon? Can you? Or? It's a company called Remin. That's R E M I N, and they're in Scotland. And I'm just trying to think of the name of the lady there. She's a lovely lass. I can't think of her name, but well, uh, if you put the in the Discord, we'll um, you know. What I mean? Did you see that? If you put the the link in the Discord, we'll. Um, don't forget to go oh, over to the Discord and uh, have I not been kicked out of there yet? Then oh, no. yes, we were just talking. <laughs> we were talking about that. We've got our own little kind of potty mouth WhatsApp, <laughs> and we think we think fat finger Steve's kicked himself out of the, the shop. There. <laughs> he didn't realise he was kicked out. I was in. Lock the doors. Don't let the bugger back in. <laughs> <laughs> Right then, oh, let's, let's have a couple more questions and then we'll... David Bruff, is it too late to grow cucumbers? Well, I would actually say no, Stephen, but you probably have to have like perfect conditions. Now, JB, someone that's only planting four tomatoes, is it worth planting a <laughs> cucumber now? I don't know. I would say maybe not. I mean, Steve is Steve always is the expert when it comes to late sowing stuff. Um, but I think for me, it would be getting on a bit for cucumbers. I'm the sure ones that I have got now are, are starting to get to kind of this kind of size. Right. And that's when I'm planting them out. Steady, steady. Are you sure? There's no <laughs> photographs there. It was, that was a case of, they're about, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? So I don't really, yeah. you know. I, <laughs> we'll probably never see them all. So we'll just take to that gospel at the end. Yeah, oh, things like that. I would have thought you you might get a, a little one, you know what I mean? If you kind of saw it right now, or found a plant, I'm sure. It's just this season is just like it's a it catches me every time where you kind of think you've only got like a couple of months, three months, like grown season, but how quick? Especially Stop this thinking year. about how long. Stop thinking about how long you've got to go. Just 
get do on with it, it and chuck a seed into the soil mm. and find out and learn for yourself that's the best way with every yeah, seed if you're not sure just have a go seeds are relatively cheap and you get you get like that you know what I mean? There you go, see? Straight from Waitrose. <laughs> Straight from Waitrose. <laughs> we never really know how bad our fall and early winter is going to be. Sometimes exactly. we have... Oh, I'll like, do that spot on. You're right. You're right. You know, because when you're moving towards that frost date, that could move two or three weeks, depending on the season. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, I'm a firm believer. Like, because of the spring we've had, and maybe the early summer I'm having, I'm going to load my garden for fall this year. Yeah. Because what definitely. have I got to lose? Mm-hmm. But on the flip side, though, Audrey, it be, it's heartbreaking when that frost does hit because certain plants, like you say, JB, like peppers, chilies, they're just like bang, gone within the night. Do you know what I mean? The kind of, and well, it's, I Starting a pepper right now. Oh no, no! I'm, <laughs> what what no. I'm saying is like pushing, yeah, pushing I'd that boundary, that pushing that, the boundary Absolutely. and keeping it. But a lot of you have polytunnels and greenhouses yeah. mm-hmm. that I'm sure adds a good um, season extender. Oh, so if yeah. they're not in the ground, you, you know, you can always pop them in somewhere else to see if they'll. I mean, I'm trying to think how I can grow carrots till Christmas. Now I'm very like, yeah, I'm going to have Christmas carrots. Because didn't you say something yep. about a Christmas carrot challenge? Yes. So I'm thinking, but yeah. I'm going to have to like, I don't know what I'm going to do with them. But because my December is so bad. Uh, but I'm thinking maybe in my garage near, near a window, put some bubble wrap around it. I mean, I'm going to. I'm going to get some dang <laughs> carrots and <in> Christmas. <laughs> See, what, was, what were you going to say? Um, yeah, winner. <laughs> <laughs> is, is that, is that? <laughs> I thought I was going to go for something like this. <laughs> well, I think it would be nice to kind of try it again, do you know what I mean, and get all involved and get it on the Discord and get like yeah. a proper carrot yeah. channels and just, you know, see. We'll, we'll have well, to, like... I'm in, and I have a hellish December, so mm-hmm. I'm in. Yeah. We'll have to so... kind of get some ground rules where we'll have to have the seeds sown by a certain date, and not before a certain date, you know what I mean? Like little things like that. I'll leave that to you, Stephen. <laughs> so we'll, we'll, we'll make an announcement a little bit later on. We'll have a look at because I'm sure victory this year, you know what I mean? I'm feeling hellish confidence, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm up there, man. I'm up there. I can, I can, I can take his crown. <laughs> well, talk, to, talking about the, uh, the late sowing and sowing now with the cucumbers, uh, it's still only June and you know, when I was a kid, we never sowed seeds until May and June. So I think cucumber, as JB said, I'm sure you'll get a small plant and a few fruit from it. And a good example of growing into autumn and winter is the fennel that I was harvesting this sort of January and February because we had such a mild winter. Normally, I only grow it for the herb, the, the foliage for use around Christmas time. Uh, but this year they actually grew into bulbs because it was such a mild autumn and winter. So it's always worth sowing a seed. If you're ever, ever not sure, just sow it and see what happens. Yeah. Write your dates down, keep a note, and learn by it. Yep. There you go. Wise words, wise words. Um, Pauline Morris is asking, has anyone grown their own loofahs? Not me, Pauline. I have no idea how to grow one. Has anybody grown a loofah? 
I haven't grown them, but I know they're part of the uh, cucurbit family. And I know she grew yeah, them grew, last year as well. I grew one. Any once. good, Audrey? They take over. These vines are like 20 <laughs> feet long. And when you're done, yeah, you get a loofah, but you have to dry it and clean it and get all the seeds out. Again, uh, for me, it was a little more effort than not just buying a loofah at the drugstore. <laughs> so I did right. it once, but it literally took over. It didn't. It doesn't appeal to me, but you know what I mean. I have to, well, it's a very long vine, and it was just one of those things. I think I was quite young at the time and just thought, oh, I can do that. Well, yeah, I think I got three loofahs. Um, yeah. <laughs> again, never, never grown them again. <laughs> right. Well, I'll tell you what, I want to, this is the total wrong time to do this, but Steve mentioned it because <laughs> we're going to the height of summer. But Stephen, we've been talking a little bit about how to heat a polytunnel a little bit later on in the kind of the, the wintery months and like you say, bringing like the carrot channels and trying to like get how have you had any thoughts on how we would kind of achieve because both our tunnels are pretty tall pretty high have you had any yeah. thoughts on kind of how oh, yeah. how to get around look at it he's not giving anything away you know what I mean? <laughs> i've had a few ideas whether they're going to work or whether they'll be viable it's a different matter i mean i've been looking at um a gas heater for a start that's the first thing I've looked at, and that's quite expensive. But all I'm trying to do is just to keep all the growing in one space. That's really what I want to do. And then while you're using that space, the space above it, you can store the plants. See, the greenhouse at home is a little bit confined for me, so I'd like a slightly bigger area, which I can't provide here at home, a heated space to grow all my seeds, and then when the plants are growing on, they can go in the residual heat that's already there that's that's what i'm looking at so i'm just looking at various options and i'm looking at everything i'm looking at all the silly stuff as well um and just weighing up the options i might even run some tests this winter we'll see <laughs> well you're gonna have to, it wouldn't be a fair if you didn't do a test i've watched a yeah. few videos where they've they've kind of put like a polytunnel within a polytunnel you know what i mean and yeah and just heat that's is good. like a like a, a like I say a micro zone just heated that yeah. little bit, but then like I say, your challenge is to kind of heat the bigger area for the plants coming out. That's a, a, a not all a, of me, not all of me polytunnel, a section of it. And actually, there's um, my first idea came from someone you know, Tony, as well. That's the uh, thing, right? Right, so, someone you know and, and admire and copy, shall oh, I say? Oh, right. Well, well, there's. <laughs> It's got to be the. It's got to be. The, it's got to be the legend, hasn't it? It's got to be the legend, the man himself, is it not? <laughs> yes. Uh, Do you know who I'm talking about? Are you, are you talking about? Well, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to see a Charlie Dowden. No, no, no. Oh, right, not Charlie Dowden. Because I've seen <laughs> he does the. Um, oh, what your thing? Yeah, the hot box. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the he bin. does the hot bin. Yeah, and or hotbed. Is would that? Well, I suppose he's got a like. A, Fair size green because he does it in the greenhouse. That, yeah, you know what I mean. So, well, well, that's that's one of the other methods I'm looking at. But I'm looking at 
And this is where it starts to get silly. It's the, the effort of getting a barrow full of manure through a greenhouse door into some area mm-hmm. where you can either tip it out or empty it. That last little bit is the the hardest bit of it. And if you're piling it up a metre square, it becomes difficult. So as I say, these silly ideas get sillier where I've even thought yeah. about building a greenhouse with a removable side. <laughs> So I can just stack it from the outside, bolt the side back on, and it's done. So that's what I'm saying. I've got I'm coming up with all these ridiculous ideas at the minute of how I can do these various things, and you know, one one by one, I'll tick them off and get rid of them. Now, Steve, wouldn't that just stink to high heaven? Mm. Only for a little while, but you, you know, what? that's just. Life, countryside, country life, How are you, Audrey? Man, countryside, man. Oh no, city yeah, girl, well, city yeah. girl hasn't smelled manure. City girl here, city girl here. Yeah, no, if I, if I open my back door and walk up the path, there's cows fifty yards up there, <laughs> and, <laughs> and they poo all day. <laughs> oh, Steve, you, you, well, you make all your yeah. tea just in the middle of your plot, don't you? You've got all your comfrey you. tea and everything just. Yeah, going yeah. Out in the open, yeah. Yeah, that doesn't oh. smell great, does it? I think, um, I think, just I think we've found the city girl's Achilles heel here. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I like, like things that have lovely scents. <laughs> yeah. Horrible smells. Thank yes. Good. <laughs> I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. I've been I'm born and raised in the city. It's so funny. I've never. That would not bother me at all, and I probably. To the point, I wouldn't be able to smell it. I worked in like in the water industry, and I've worked on the kind of sewage side when I first started for ten years. And you just kind of you don't smell it. Eventually, you get used to that kind of smell. You know what I mean? I would I would go home like from a sewage works. You know, like these little country sewage works where, and it was just all around. And people would like you walk into like to see the chip shop or the sandwich shop, and it's just like what the hell? You know what I mean? <laughs> We were just oblivious yeah. to it, so maybe you yeah. just you, you get, no. I recommend. I, I, I get rather well composted manure for my garden. Yes, and yes. it's outside, and it comes it in a bag. Does it come in a bag with a barcode? Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> right. Is there any more questions? Let's have a look. Um, Tara Blinkenhorn is asking: Is is if you could only grow one variety of tomato, what would it be? Oh, oh well, I'm, I would just cop out and say Brad's Atomic for me. Steve, what about you, sir? Oh, gosh. Um, you get that <laughs> thing out of my mouth. There you go. <laughs> um, do you know I don't know. It, uh, I don't really want to say a Crimson Crush because I grow so many other flavourful varieties, but I don't think you can beat a good Shirley. A good Shirley tomato, which I'm not growing this year. See, now, I honestly would have never thought you'd pick that. <laughs> I just would have because th- it's just, to me, it's just like, a, it's like a, oh, what's a mundane. Yeah. Doesn't, oh, from the varieties now that Audrey's introduced me to, do you know what I mean? These yeah. kind of, these like heirloom ones, the, the flavors are like rocket fuel kind you know, and even, to some extent, like a what's the 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 F one dead sweet one Sun Gold, Sun yeah, Gold, yeah, yeah, that's gorgeous. 
But yeah. like on a, on a regular tomato, like one of the heirloom ones, surely just Division Three, Stephen. Division Three. <laughs> the, the, the thing is with with a Shirley is it, it's a, a proper tomato taste. Now everything everything has come on from then. I mean, if you look at like the Sun Gold, one of the very super sweets, and there are lots of those around now. So it depends how your palate is as well. I'm thinking that your palate is for quite sweet tomatoes, whereas well, I prefer a more tangy acidic. No, you see, you see, that's why I picked the Brad's Atomic, because it has got a sweet, yeah. but it has got head and shoulders. It's got this, like, tang, like a little bite to it that I think it's got the both right. elements, which just, you know... It's very tomato-y to me. Uh-huh. It's not, I, to me, it's like just a beautiful tomato flavour. Yeah. yeah, Brad's Atomic, I think, is one of the... Well, I've never tried one, so I don't know. I'm growing them, but uh, ask me next year, soon. I might say Brad's. There we go. Then. Well, don't mess it up. Don't lose them and try them, and we'll come back in yeah. l- late August, October, September. We'll see. JB, with your four tomatoes... We'll, 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 we've got time to find out the four tomatoes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know I, mean? I have mentioned them before. There's um there's pineapple, crimson crush, gardener's delight, and Montserrat, I think. Right. Um so oh. a couple of beefs. Um and yeah, first time ever doing Crimson Crush. So I'll see. Hopefully it lives up to the to the hype. But what um, would just as drawn a drawn a line in the sand, what now would be your your, your nicest tomato? The one that I grew before that I enjoyed the most was probably the Russian black cherry. That was really, really nice. Um, and I probably should have grown that again. <laughs> I regret full... not doing that. that I don't know if I've, I don't know if I've mentioned this on the. Did have I mentioned this last week or something? But one of our allotment growers over the fence from me, he's a market gardener, and the only tomato that's getting left on the shelf is the Russian one. Because of the name, you know, yeah. people aren't buying yeah, the the, um, <laughs> the Russian. He says there's just like loads of them left. No one's picking them up or anything, you know. So, have we got anything else? Oh, I'll tell you a quick one a topic before we go because I see time is against us again. I must wow. to this this week. I've been watering the neighbour's polytunnel from down from us, and. I don't do it, and I, I don't know if anybody else does it or not, but the, the lad said, oh, don't worry about it, Tony. When you water, just connect a a water sprinkler and just switch that on and just water the whole lot like that. Now, I don't do it like that. Steve, have, have you ever? I know you can water your path to, to get a bit of, like, cool condensation going on but i've never just put a sprinkler in the and mine don't get wrong these tomatoes are a way like rockets you know what i mean so yeah but have you ever done has anyone ever done like the sprinkler where you know like backwards and forwards just leave it on for 15 minutes to wet the whole polytunnel steve i wouldn't do it i wouldn't do that i think you're asking for trouble doing that i mean i said last week on one of the tips i think it was last week that water droplets on leaves and then the sun comes out it acts like a magnifying glass and burns the leaves and you can also lead yourself if you're going to get water all over all the foliage of your plants you can um, be heading towards botrytis and all kinds of fungal problems water the soil water your paths to create some humidity in there but i wouldn't i mean if it's working for him it's working for him and he's happy but i personally wouldn't do that no Mm-hmm. GB, is that something you would think about? Yeah, same thing. I mean, 
do you know the general advice is um you know you don't want too much moisture because it's great um conditions for bacterial growth as well so if you've got any um bacterial diseases or anything you you kind of want to be careful of that and the other thing especially with tomatoes is that um you kind of want to reduce the impact of water you know splashing into the soil and then splashing the soil back up onto the plant because that can be where um some of the nasties are hiding well actually from I'll, I'll jump to you audrey in a second but from like a, a devil's advocate point of view i did notice that when we kind of talked last week as well steve about me thinning the bottom leaves <laughs> his leaves are and you know what i mean we might kind of beg to differ on that way because i've left mine like them six still i haven't kind of thinned out and it's just a naughty mess there now the lad who i'm watering has thin severely you know what i mean so maybe yeah. that has something to do with it i don't know but order you maybe. haven't got you haven't got the kind of the, the, the complication of, of a polytunnel and all the moisture but is that have, have you heard of that like water sprinkling tomatoes is oh, that something yeah uh but i i learned gardening starting with roses and roses do not like their foliage getting wet so i started from the get-go watering from the bottom mm -hmm. so i mean i see lawns all over here getting watered like that but i would not water my garden like that unless i had to well mm -hmm. I, I don't but it was just like i say i was asked to do it that way and it was quite the bizarre i thought oh i'll mention that just to see to see what um what we've got well i think we'll are we on now or oh, we've just passed the hour there tip of the oh. week Tip of the week, JB. Although he hasn't been to his garden and he hasn't done much, of, you know, he's got. For, I'm hoping he actually got a, a tip of the week for yeah, gardeners. I mean, it's not exactly groundbreaking, but this is just something that I, I came across this week. And I thought, oh, I'll lodge that because I'd never heard it before, and I was interested to see if you guys knew about this. Um, but it's about sunflowers, and apparently, sunflowers put out a chemical that suppresses the growth of other plants around them and i've never heard this but um oh, I hope not. i've not. got them all over the allotment <laughs> apparently you're not meant to have them in the bed with your other bed <laughs> i've got about i've got about 50 <laughs> of bloody audrey there they're all over the, they're all... <laughs> now he tells us, now he tells us. <laughs> right Archie, oh, I've, I've never heard that well, you can do a test. You can uh, see yeah. how stuff's growing around. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's the, that's all the tests you need. That's all the tests you need. Come on now. Hey, just calm that down. That's it. I have never heard that. Like I say, I've, I bet I've got about 30. Do you know what I mean? So there's a, there's a few. So I'll, you know, once the start, I haven't noticed anything. Do you know what I mean? It'd but be like for a Waitrose card tomorrow. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Have you heard that, Audrey, about sunflowers suppressing? I have not. I have not, because I just uh, sowed about 100 in my background bed. So I have not heard that. Oh, no. Good. I yeah. think they have to be very close, like in close proximity. Right. So. I don't, I'm not putting anything right up against. I, oh, I was going to grow beans up them. That was yeah, a thought. Maybe that I would. Had. Like well, that's a, that's a good that's a that's a that's a test you can do, Audrey. Test it. Maybe I plant the bean a little further away and then encourage it to go up the sunflower. <laughs> well, GB, I've never never heard that, but now I'm kind of a little bit worried. I'll be honest. I'll not uh, oh. I'll not lie. 
should be like I don't put them all in one bed. <laughs> I know, I know, but I wanted just to have like sc- color. I wanted to bring the kind of absolutely and color. flowers, Tony. That's yes, good. no, no, they're all they're all there, they're all there. And actually, Steve mentioned, and the more I'm thinking about it, Steve, I don't think they are, but they're getting those cosmos. They're getting, yeah. hell, they're getting hellish tall there now. You said yours grow. Because <laughs> the last ones I grew were like, a, there must have been like a dwarf bushy thing. But these yeah. these ones, you know, they're... Oh, six foot easy. Six uh, foot by three foot wide uh, quite yeah. easily. I've got about... And the poor, the poorer soil is, the, uh, the more they like it as well. Uh, so I've, yeah. got few, I've got a few of them bloody things as well. Oh, get rid of that horrible veg and uh, yeah. flowers, man. <laughs> Audrey, flowers in your hair. Tip of the yes. week. Tip of the week. My tip is because weather is weird, and it sounds like your weather is weird as well. Uh, if your oh, goal was knowledge. to grow something in the garden this week, and it's too hot or it's too cold, sow it uh, indoors. Like keep sowing, even if you can't put it exactly where you want it. Like, don't let the weather stop your forward movement for your garden. Sow them in, in uh, seed trays. Do whatever you got to do because at some point, weather will be nicer or it'll be a nice cloudy day where you can plant these out and keep your garden just moving forward. That there is the tip of the week, I'm sure, because that one was a great one already. You do, it's just, it's just, you do, you think, oh, it's too bloody hot, I'll not bother. Sow them inside. Oh, yeah, I'm not plant. I'm trying to get my summer lettuce out there. I'm not planting that on a 95 Fahrenheit day. Uh-huh. I mean, they'll yeah. just they'll be dead before they even hit the soil. So yeah. uh, I'm, I might start them just in little plugs because I'm getting late. So that's a great little tip because I've got a lot of salad. You know, like I say, once I go away, you know what I mean. I can't mother it and look after it as as well. So. So you need to give us the address of your plot so we can all head over there. <laughs> get it, get it. Babysit it, babysit it. I'm not having the old. I'm not having that old fella coming near my bloody pot there. Put no sort of voodoo magic on there, Stephen. <laughs> the uh, cauliflowers, <laughs> Stephen. Your tip of the week, sir. Right. Well, I did. I almost hinted. I almost told you earlier, didn't I? But this week, it, it's slightly slightly gardening related because this time of the year as you just mentioned we're all eating a lot more salads and one thing that people can vary is the things that you put in it and a, a simple mayonnaise you know sort of eggs mustard oil vinegar but you can change that up in so many ways you could have a nice rapeseed oil in there or an olive oil or you can change your mustard out for from a Dijon to a German mustard or even an English mustard. So don't just stick with the same ingredients. Vary mm-hmm. it slightly, change it. I mean, even if you've got things like pickled chilies, then the next year you've got chili oil that you can use. So just vary the ingredients, change the recipe slightly and make every salad that bit more special. Oh, you're a man of my own heart there with the salads, yes. I'm really enjoying growing, I must admit, Steve, growing like that. Because normally yeah. it's like a, it's a row or two of salads and it's they're almost like a, a second show to the main crops of tomatoes and that. But yeah. this year I've kind of thought, you know what, I'm going to end. We're absolutely loving Fun them, in. do you know what I mean? And them ones mm. Audrey sent over, we've got the last one. Oh, actually, it's there. You can see it there. That's the last one. 
Oh, where is it? Can't see it. Oh, you sure you can see that one? That big thing there. Oh, hey, that's oh, the better game. <laughs> <laughs> I must have that set, so it's kind of looking on. Uh, it's actually the the bed oh. So anyway, well, it has been a pleasure, a pleasure to have you on, Audrey. You are. Let me just put you on the screen share there. We can find you at Real Foods. Come dirty. No, real foods comes dirty. Yes. Yes. 914. Yes, Look at that. 914. Yeah, no. Oh, and today is my 90 day anniversary on YouTube. Right? Is it? 90 days? Yes, three months. That's, man, that's just flown over. Wow. I know. It's crazy. Because wow. it was like we were, bad, we were badging on here about getting the channel up. I know. Yeah. Man. I know. Oh. Crazy. Crazy. Thankful and crazy, but you guys have all helped, so thank yes. you so much. No, no, we'll pop over there to, to Audrey's and get her up to a thousand. That would be fantastic. JB, we have got you there. We're, we're, I'm just having a little look there at your side there. Five, five thousand three hundred. If you want to go over there naturally, JB, he doesn't, he doesn't grow that much and he doesn't post that much, but it's. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm, sure. <laughs> I'm sure you'll get back into the swing of things. Just best yeah. wishes to your dad. JB, it's um, yes, it seems like hopefully going in the right direction. That's fantastic. So, yeah. and I've just noticed. Look at the old boy there. He's reaching for the stars. Oh. Reaching for the stars oh. there. <laughs> <laughs> How's the grapevine going, Stephen? Now we're getting some. It's gorgeous. Well, it looks bloody amazing, to be honest. It does. I mean, I could, you might remember last year I had three um, branches on that vine going right the way to full length of the tunnel. And I cut the lower one off because I just thought, you know, it's too much for the roots to cope with. So I've cut the bottom one off them, and it's responded now, as you can see there. It's uh, it's bonkers. Oh, and I'm actually having to prune whole bunches of grapes out and throw them away. I've mm. got that many on. It's amazing. Well, so I watched I'm looking that, forward to a good harvest. I watched that video, Stephen. I kind of mentioned it on the just me and you there. I love yeah. that little thing there that would make me click on and watch where it's just like tips and clips like little like yeah. bang 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 yeah. bang it's a great idea so good luck with that I'm as gonna, well do you know what I mean? I'm going to do that a lot now I think, yeah. I think it's a great idea no it, is. it definitely yeah, is nice. well thank you very much like I say we're not here next week we're going to have a little break you know what I mean kind of we're all in Tony's garden. Yes, kind of. <laughs> just checking how good the veg is. Let me know how you guys do over there. And um, <laughs> we will see you hopefully in the following week, and we'll talk about things, and we'll see. Hopefully, JB's got a couple of videos up there, or at least one video <laughs> yeah. up there. That would be nice to... <laughs> right then. Look after yourselves. Take good care. Thank you, everybody. Cheers. Cheers bye, everyone. Take care, everyone.